welcome to another episode of the Hot Hot Hoops Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon DiPerno, joined as always by my co-host and senior writer, Matt Hannafin. We are disappointed. <laughs> Hang on. We've been bamboozled, led astray. <laughs> the Miami Heat had an opportunity last night um, to head to the NBA Finals, and they were going there. Until Derek White scored a last-second tip-in, basically, to send the Celtics to and Miami to Game 7. So the Heat do have another chance at this. But, you know, sitting there watching the Heat, you know, lose in maybe the most spectacular fashion that I've ever seen at home. Um, it just, uh, if you follow Matt on Twitter, you basically question the reason why you put yourself through this masochistic level torture. So Matt, you were speechless last night. You posted a video on Twitter. You got some words for me today, brother? Do you know, so you watch college football, right? I'm guessing you do, or at least a little bit. Okay. Um, so there was there one of the more famous, well, not more famous, I guess more recently famous plays and calls. So let me just set the scene. Bear with me. I know I'm probably going to lose a section of the audience. They might just unsubscribe because it might be their team. Um, but it was Michigan State, Michigan. I want to say it was like around 2015, 2016, 2017, kind of in that range, kind of the mid-2010s. And it was Michigan, Michigan State, about 10 seconds left, fourth down. Michigan's up 23-21. They're at home. Uh, and it was, again, fourth and two. All I got to do is punt it out of bounds or something like that to make. I don't know how many timeouts were left. I'm, I'm, I'm a little like, I, I don't remember exactly how much, but more or less they had to punt the ball down the field, probably punt it out of bounds. And so then they make Michigan State driver or whatever. Both teams are ranked. I think Michigan, they were both top 15 ranked teams. And so it was like a big Saturday night game, you know. And the punter botches the ball. He, he he botches the snap, like kind of spins around, tries to like spin, like kick it after he botches it. It falls right in the Michigan State defender's hands, and he runs probably 40-ish yards to the house. Michigan State wins. No time left. And the camera, it, it was one of Sean McDonough's like most famous like calls because his voice cracks like 15 times in it. You can go look it up on YouTube. Uh, but the camera pans to, I would assume, a Michigan student. And his face his face is a mix of, like, sadness, shock, uh, just, like, 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 just every, like, bad emotion that you could think of just mixed together in one face. His mouth is open. He has his hands on his head, like, what did I just witness? And that was kind of what <laughs> myself and every other heat fan felt last night other than like you, you, we did see like there's there's been videos that have been released of like heat fans thinking they won and then like all of a sudden you hear that it doesn't you do that it counts and then it's like all sadness or whatever uh but like most of the people in Kasey center and of course myself and plenty of other heat fans worldwide we were just in shock and I don't, I still really don't have many words if I'm being completely honest with you. Uh, because it's just one of those things that just goes down and goes down in like the sports lore of like, 
I mean, you could you saw the reaction on social like. It was, it was one of the best, objectively one of the best endings to an NBA game, NBA playoff game that we've had in recent memory. Mm-hmm. And the Heat were unfortunately at the at the worst end of it. Why does this um, keep happening to Jimmy Butler? First Kawhi, yeah. now White. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, but um, no, we could get into the nitty gritty of it. But that was kind of like my reaction the video that I posted after was just maybe like a minute or two after, like it wasn't, it was, it was still pretty raw. It's not like something I took like 15 minutes after and was just like, Oh, like, no, it was, uh, as soon as that play happened, I just turned my TV off and then I recorded the, and I, I just, I couldn't, I, I still can't really speak about it. Uh, but credit on the credit in the world goes to Derek White. I think that's probably the first place where I go to. Derek, I know we don't want to credit Derek White on this podcast because it's a heat podcast, but that was a phenomenal play. It was. Um, he, was he was in the corner. He was like almost buried out of bounds when Marcus releases that shot and he somehow finds a crease. And I don't think it's anyone's fault on Miami's side. Like Max was trying to prevent Tatum from getting the ball, regardless of the angle that he was go- that he was able to go at. I don't think he was able to get that rebound regardless. Um, you would have liked to see, like, I guess, Bam or Caleb, who are around the rim, maybe go for that. But they're also trying to box other people out. And so it's it's a little bit of like a catch-22. But no, credit credit in the world goes to Derek White. He deserves yeah, all the credit in the world for making that play. Again, I know people who are listening to this probably don't want to hear it, but he deserves all the credit in the world. That's a winning okay. basketball play. He That's does. a winning That's basketball a pure, pure hustle. Um, you know, that uh, play to the final whistle, as everybody always says. And uh the real question I have, I guess, today is, um, like, um, Matt, did they put the two-minute report out yet? I haven't, I've uh, been off. I haven't seen anything, but I haven't been on social in, like, maybe an hour or so. Okay. Well, actually, no, no, it's been an hour. I had a couple of tweets a little while ago, but I, not that I've seen, no. I can... Okay. I'm, I'm, cu- I'm curious about it, but we can touch on that a little bit later. Um, the Heat lost yesterday's game off pure fundamental mistakes that you teach players from a really young age. Um, I mean, I'm coaching 11 and 12 year olds pretty much for the, for the first time this summer. And I pretty much stress the same things every weekend, you know, when we're in tournaments or um, when we're at practice and that kind of thing. And it's make your free throws, box out and hustle. And I mean, I, you have to have to look back at the last like five minutes of yesterday's game. The Heat are not in a position to lose that game if Jimmy makes all of his free throws. You know, they are not in a position to lose that game if everybody boxes out. And they're not in a position to lose that game if they're, if everyone pretty much plays until the final whistle. Um, I think the effort was there. Yeah. I, okay, genu- sure. I genuinely think yesterday the, the, the effort was there for both yeah. teams. Then it boils down to being a professional athlete missing free throws. Right, right, right. Or just shots. And I mean, dude, Miami went 16 to 52 in the paint. Yeah, but like also it's it's, it's the Celtic shot 20% from three. Right, but that's also – that's no, but that's, uh, that's that's kind of like the crazy part of it. It's just like just missing shots. Yeah. It's just one of those like mucky, again, masochistic games – it's a game six of an NBA playoff series in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, it felt exactly like game six of an Eastern Conference Finals. It's supposed um, to be messy. It's the playoffs. But, like, I guess the only solace that I can find in here is I don't think I've seen a worse game 
simultaneously from Jimmy and Bam. Like, yeah. Like in tandem, that that was probably the one of the worst games I've ever seen them play. Oh, credit to freaking Caleb Martin, who is the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. If they need take this, in my opinion, <laughs> he, um, they're not going to give it to him, but I would give yeah. him my vote. And, yeah, but that's absolutely. also from a biased perspective. Yeah, but like you know, the guy's going out there, and you know he he earned his starting spot yesterday, and he did a great job with it. You know. And Gabe too. Gabe in his return was fantastic. Um, you know, I don't really want to talk about Kyle on today's pod, and I and I'm curious as to why Cody Zeller got minutes over Kevin Love. And you know, there's so much. I also Haywood. Sorry, he plays second. I was about to say. Come sorry, on. sorry. I, I interrupt yeah. too much. I'm sorry. I'm I'm surprised Haywood wasn't out there. I feel like he would have been different, especially on that last possession. Um, but you know. You know, the wheels keep turning and we uh, we turn a new page, a new chapter tomorrow. But the question is, can the Heat go to Game 7 and get it done in Boston? And, you know, a lot of people say, like, oh, the Celtics have momentum now. You know, the it's, it's you know, it's back in Boston, you know. And everyone forgets that the Celtics tranced into Miami uh, last year in Game 7 and basically lost uh, because Jimmy couldn't hit a pull-up three. Oh, sorry. Uh, and one because and Miami lost because Jimmy couldn't hit the bullet three. You know, um, so why can't the Heat go to Boston and do the exact same thing? And you know, I feel like there's a lot of it. And it's like the Heat, you know, love being the underdogs and they like coming out and trying to prove everybody wrong and that kind of thing. And they did that for the first three games and they took their foot off the gas. Um, man, I've never seen Spo make a guarantee before, and he was fired up in the press. You got to so. stop with this. We got to stop with the guarantees. No, no one's asking. No one's asking. He makes guarantees. You ever made? I, I've I've watched and written about this team for the last ten years. I've never seen Spo make a guarantee. No, so, but I'm saying we got to stop. Just in general, just everyone. Jimmy's made oh. three of them already. Spo's now making one. We got to stop with them. We're hitting at a everyone needs to. Right everyone needs to take lessons from the NHL school of media training, which is no guarantees and no commitment. You might not even play for the Heat tomorrow. You don't know. <laughs> we can't we we it's making us it's it's gonna make this if miami loses game seven it's gonna make everything that was said from games four through seven just look as stupid as possible and you can oh. say yourself well what else are they supposed to say hey maybe they shouldn't say it. no one's baiting them into saying they're guaranteeing a win they're saying they're guaranteeing a win every single time no one's baiting saying- them into it no one's asking I- hey mean like hey do you think you or I mean, no one's saying like, "Do you guarantee you're going to win the game?" Like, no one's no one's asking that question. They're going out of their way to say, it. and I respect it from a confidence standpoint. But like, this isn't. It's make like I'm. I, it, I guess if I'm playing devil's advocate to myself here, and I'm saying this is a frustrated person who's whose team has lost three straight games, so this may be that that what I just said might be a little out of pocket, might be a little irrational or whatever, but like to play devil's advocate to myself for a second, like you're trying to, you're trying to maintain that confidence. You're trying to maintain that, that state of mind that, yeah, you can win one more. And so that's more than fair. But like, this is looking embarrassing, more embarrassing by the game and more embarrassing by the day. And it's going to be the face of a lot of me. This this series in general for Miami, ever since that Jimmy Tech against Al Horford, everything's just become incredibly memeable. And this just it's looking worse and worse for Miami. Again, if they pull out this game seven, everything that I just said is now moot. 
and we can just laugh at it in the end. But if they lose Game Seven, I mean, let's let's look at this this way: if this series goes to Game Seven, and the Heat and the Heat and Celtics alternate games, then you know, is it is it laughable? You know, is it memeable? No, I'm saying like if Miami wins. No, then no, we can, course, then we can laugh at the end. No, no, can... but but I mean, I mean, like you're saying, it's kind of getting embarrassing and stuff. But it's like nobody expected Miami to be here. They're the eighth seed. The people were picking the Celtics to win the NBA championship before the season started. You know, it's like it's like it's the way it's gone. It's the being up three zero and squandering that a little bit. Um, but it's like at the same time, it's like the Heat went uh, won three games in a row, and then the Celtics won two point nine five games in a row. And <laughs> give him the give him the credit. Give him the credit. <laughs> but there's there's 0.9 seconds that I can't account for. Fair enough. That I, I'm waiting for a two minute report. But yeah, so they won they won three games in a row. And look, it's a long series, like everybody thought it would be. Um, at the same time, uh, I was listening to Five on the Floor this morning. And they put out a really good pod last night. So uh, listen to that if you haven't already. But they commented on you know what it was like being a Heat fan in uh, December of 2010, which I was. And you know it's uh, the the latter latter end of high school there, and I I took flack all all summer and pretty much and, and then it was uh, pretty much until Christmas time, you know, for being a Miami fan, you know, I had my had my uh, heat notebook, you know, had all that stuff, and uh, you know, oh yeah, oh, LeBron's choker, blah blah blah, you know, like. There was a lot of that, man. Um, and you know, you you you, uh, you were a Heat fan back then. You had to have a pretty thick skin. Oh, <laughs> the Heat squandered this, man. It's gonna be a repeat of that. But it's like yep. it's like it's okay in the sense like okay, I've been there. I think Heat fans have been there. We know what that's like. It's a bummer. We know our organization's pretty good. It's like uh, to me, it hurts more because it's the Celtics, and these battles happen over and over again. But it's yep. like. We've been on the winning end of these battles a lot, you know, so sometimes the scales have to weigh a little bit. But watching how the game ended last night, considering and they mentioned this on five reasons, but it was like um, I'll I'll bridge it back to what I've said. It's like Jimmy going to the line to ice the game and send the heat to the NBA finals after such a storied run with three free throws. It's hard not to be romantic about basketball. It felt magic. It felt like the magic was still in the building. And then it felt like a big old slap in the face. (laughs) And it makes me wonder, was that it? Was that the end of the magic? It was at the end of the playoff, the heat playoff magic right there. The one thing that's better about this compared to the Allen Houston shot that ended the Heat season in 99 after they were the one seed, Allen Houston on the New York Knicks hits that floater, um, I think with just a couple seconds left, or I think there was less than a second left, actually, and the Knicks win that series. The be- the best part about this compared to that, if you want to talk about just histor- historically bad Heat losses, was Miami still has another chance. And I'm saying this is like as someone again in this series who you've heard me talk about this before. I'm just naturally pessimistic about this type of stuff, but by God, they have another goddamn chance. And do I like their odds? No, I don't. But they still have another chance. They still got another 48 to play. Uh, Can anything happen in that 48? 
Absolutely. Can Miami get blown out by 25? Sure they can. Can they perhaps win the game out of if Jimmy Butler, who noticeably looks not healthy at all right now, can put up another 40-point game? Can can that happen? Absolutely. Can Bam Adebayo look like he did in games one through three, even though Boston's defending him really well like they are Jimmy Butler? Absolutely. This morning and last night sucked for Heat fans everywhere. But damn it, they have another chance. And that's the one positive I'm looking at this and being like, this has sucked for a week. But damn it, they got a chance. Like, they they have another chance. And it was Heat and five in the first round. It was Heat and six in the Knicks series. And damn it, it could be Heat and seven in the Celtics series. So listen, I'm sure, again, we can laugh about everything that's happened over the past week or so for a brief second if they if Miami wins this game seven. Historically, the odds are not in their favor. All right, Boston is 22-5, and five, I think, all-time at home in a game seven. Yeah, Miami's only like, two on the road all-time. I don't think that counts because it was 150-0 for, uh, for teams that were uh, up 3-0. So, right, but I'm saying just the odds aren't in their favor. Anything's possible. They don't matter to me anymore. Uh, That's more than fair, but uh, it's, it's as far as I'm concerned, it's a one game playoff and it starts tomorrow night at 8 30 PM Eastern time. If, uh, if uh, you got to do they just one more, just one more. All they have no. to do. We've been saying it for three podcasts. They just have to win one more. Yeah. They yeah. haven't won one more yet. Can fourth time be a charm? Maybe. And then, you know, what happens? Uh, I want to talk about something too. Um, do you, if the Heat lose tomorrow, how big a stain do you think this is on Jimmy's legacy? And do you discount pretty much this spectacular run he's done all playoffs? I won't discount the run, but from a national perspective, if you thought the national media hated the Heat before this, this is going to be the the biggest black guy on not just him. But it's going to be on Spolstra. It's going to be probably some of it on Riley. It's going to be some of it on Bam. It's going to be on everyone involved. And I don't think they can over. I don't know how as an organization you can overcome that. I mean, obviously shit happens and stuff blows by as time goes on. But this is a huge stain on Jimmy, especially since the way he's played, even though, yeah, I think he's hurt. But regardless, people aren't going to care about that when they look at this stuff two or three years from now. They might not even look at it from like look at it like that a week from now or a month from now. At least I'm getting I'm get, I'm speaking from a national perspective. From a national perspective, this is a huge black eye on just the organization as a whole from top to bottom. Um, whether whose fault it is or not, and I don't know as an organ like as an organization. Like, it's going to be a lot of goodwill lost, just, again, from a national perspective, from Jimmy, from Spo, from Bam. Like, a lot of goodwill that they built with the national media in terms of, like, best coach in the NBA, playoff Jimmy. To an extent, from what we've seen from these playoffs, playoff Bam. It's going to leave a huge stain on that. Mm -hmm. And... I don't think people in Miami will necessarily hold him to that regard, 
Um, I'm sure Jimmy's already lost a little bit of equity already uh, from Heat fans, just from way, the way he's played these last three games. Let's see how he plays in game seven before people make those final, like, de- like final conclusions. I think people, at least people with a seeing eye can at least somewhat see he's just hindered. Uh, like I tweet, I had tweeted a video today where like, he's just got no lift yeah. on his jump shots, on his layup attempts. And that's part of the reason why he shot five of 21 yesterday. And credit goes to Boston for the, the way they're defending him because they're defending him phenomenally in terms he of also, like how connected they are, how disciplined they are. They're not biting on the pump fakes. They're staying in front of them. They're not, they're not doing anything that they shouldn't be doing defensively. And Jimmy, he looks timid. He looks hesitant. But I think part of that is his ankle. But like just going back to the original question, I think this will be a black eye for everyone and like a bit like not just a small one. Like, I think this will be like a bulging, like you were the first team in NBA history to blow a three, a lead in the playoff series, regardless of the series, regardless of the seedings, regardless of how favored you were heading into the playoff run, how, how favored you were heading into the series, like whatever the case is, especially with the way they play. Like, it's not, it's like, it's not like Jimmy and Bam have just completely dominated this entire series and, they're not getting help from elsewhere. No, Caleb Martin has been consistently the best player in this series for the Heat. And that's an indictment, not just Caleb's been awesome, but that's also been an indictment on Jimmy and Bam. And I don't think that can be ignored. So, yeah, I think it's a, just to give in the longest form possible. I think that's a black. I think it's a black eye for everyone. Yeah, I, I nationally think at least. I think you'll be forgiven by Heat, like, like Heat faithful, just knowing what it took to get here and stuff. But, like, yeah, just casual NBA fans, they'll be mocking us forever which is bad it's the same thing with like the dallas thing like yeah that's that's still a thing like you like you can't have a lebron discussion without people bringing up dallas i mean i know it we're talking about a lebron discussion so there's like a gigantic fan base that with lebron james but at the same time like yeah he's the most popular player perhaps or one of the most popular players in nba history one of the more popular sports figures ever but like i saw him that's a little bit of like a different circumstance uh, but just in general, like people are going to be bringing up this shit forever, regardless. Especially Celtics fans. Oh my god! Oh yeah, Boston media is going to run with this like nothing ever. But they still mention 04. They still mention what happened with Brady and the Falcons in the Super Bowl. They still ma- I, they mention all of that, dude. Like it. It again. It's still going to. It. I think just from a national national perspective. Like again, you thought my you thought the national media, ESPN, Fox whomever hated Miami before or had some sort of anti-heat bias, well, buddy, oh boy, if they blow this series and they lose game seven, it's going to be significantly worse than it was before. Remember what I told you? Um, I think it was two pods ago. It last pod. It was like the, the Heat and the Panthers had been mirroring each other. I actually thought about that this morning, yeah. So why, why, why would it not? Why would a, a series against Boston not go to game seven? Yeah, I just on a related note, I I tweeted something this morning. Uh, This heat season has been mired by, you know, the clutch games. You know how every single freaking heat game was was like a clutch game in the regular season. It always felt close. I think they led the league with fifty four of them. They went thirty two and twenty two. Um, they had, they were playing clutch games in the plan. 
Uh, and throughout these playoffs, they have to. I don't know exactly how many, but no matter how big of a deficit they were in or no matter how big of a lead they had, it always ended up being a five-point game or like a two-point, like a one-possession game with two minutes left in the game. Sometimes the Heat win, sometimes they wouldn't. How fitting is it? How, it, how disgustingly fitting is it that this Heat series, not just a game, but this series, Miami got off to a 3-0 lead. It looked like they might have been sweeping at least an NBA title contender, the two-seeded Celtics. But by golly, this is ending up in a game seven somehow, some way, because the Miami Heat just don't, again, they, they it's not that they're intentionally losing, but everything is harder and everything is closer than what you would want it to be from a Heat perspective, regardless if you win or lose in the end. How fitting is it that that's the case? Not just a game, not just these clutch games, but now we have a clutch series. And now winner take all in Boston tomorrow night in mem- on Memorial Day in front of a Boston crowd that's probably going to have a few people that have that have had one too many because it's Memorial Day and people have the day off. So it's going to be a raucous crowd. How fitting is it that that's going to be the end game possibly for this heat season? You couldn't have scripted it. But we should have seen it coming. We should have seen it coming. Yeah, I mean, you can't have it too good. <laughs> yeah, as as Pat Riley said, as Bolster said, this shit is hard. No, that's why that's this a lot stuff of is hard, done. man. It's it, the, these guys are competitors. Everyone these these are guys are professional athletes. They care about this way more than we could ever think about. This is this is why I always say that we're like we're fickle and spoiled fan base, and that, not to put, not to put insult on our on our fan base because. I love Heat Nation. I'm part of Heat Nation. Um, but that's it's like we get to be bad fans when we choose a player to pick on all year. And we get to be bad fans when, you know, we're in situations like this and we're just, you know, we're more angry um, about it. And there's reasons why we're angry about it is because we're so used to success. Like, it's it's rare. Like, uh, I'm sure Sacramento Kings fans would love to be Miami Heat fans. You know, it's like we're so used to excelling and winning and we don't understand how rare it is. So it's like, uh, so yeah, like, like you were saying, it's like what Owen Spence says, like, it's hard. It's, it's not hard. Easy. It's not easy to win these games. And, and that's what kind of makes it so, I guess, annoying, I guess is the best way to put it um, in terms of yesterday's loss. Uh, there's a scene there. In Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, the first one. If you haven't seen that, Matt, I recommend it. I know you don't watch movies. I I, I have not. I um, I was actually thinking about going to a movie today because it's a Sunday and I have. But I was just like watching film, and I was just like, you know what? I might since I'm considering I went to a movie after Game Three, I might just go to a movie before Game Seven, just so I can, if I can, or excuse me, before Game Four. Maybe oh, I can just rewrite. Maybe I can just not, flip the curse or whatever. We need to not put out any pods. We didn't put out a pod and we went up three zero. So, like, this <laughs> so if this is the last you hear of us. Uh, no. <laughs> um, but it's a tie back. There's a scene. It's the first. Uh, it's the first sequence in Indiana Jones, and basically, Indy has arrived. Um, he's um, he's in a te- like he's exploring a temple, and basically, he's looking for uh, the lost item, and you know. He takes all these steps to get into the temple and to get past all the booby traps. And, you know, and he finally gets to, um, 
this part, uh, basically, where he switches out the idol for a bag of sand, and that's when he runs out um, of uh, from the big ball that basically, you know, chases him on the way out of the temple. And he just has the idol in his hand, and he falls out of the temple, and this rival archaeologist, Belloc, uh, takes the idol from Indiana Jones and, you know, Indy has to pretty much escape with his life and he doesn't get the idol and he gets back to the university and his friend Marcus, who is the dean of the university, is like, what happened with the thing? And he looks at Marcus and he goes, I had it in my hands. I had it in my hands. <laughs> and man, that's all I can think about. And it didn't help that Syria wrote in her Slack too. He's like, we had it in our hands because I was already thinking that. And I'm like, God. <laughs> um, it's the same kind of deal. Um, Really, uh, Andy didn't get the idol back, uh, but at the same time, you know, it's it's just it was one of those that uh, reminded reminded me of the thing. So as the Heat, you know, are on their own search for fortune and glory, hopefully, hopefully we can get a we can you know have some kind of saving grace to uh, make up for the fact that we bobbled a trip to the NBA Finals. Brian Fonseca of Five Reasons uh, again, shout out Five Reasons. They do a lot of good stuff over there. Um, Brian Fonseca posted or tweeted something earlier today just on the, along the lines of like Jimmy looked like a shell of himself in games three through five last year in the Eastern Conference Finals. Again, he was hurt with the knee. His knee his knee is always going to be like somewhat banged up, but he was hurt with the knee. Uh, and then comes out in a must-win situation in Boston. Of course, we all know the 47, 47 8, and 9. And the Heat win game six and force a game seven. So maybe there's something in the cards along those lines. And that's pretty much just what I'm holding on to at this point. Uh, Miami Heat. It's not the help that's been the issue. At least it wasn't yesterday. I mean, we've gone this entire time without talking about Duncan Robinson. Who I get it. He missed a couple of threes late. A couple of wide open threes, too. I forgive Duncan. But he was still he was still like good throughout that stretch, especially in that fourth quarter yesterday. He was one of the biggest, if not the biggest reason why Miami got back in that game. Um he finished with 13 points, five of eleven shooting three, six from deep. Duncan is paid to take those shots, you know, and most of the time he would make them. And he recognized right away that he had a little bit too much juice on him. That's what that was his quote saying that. And I get that. Um Duncan has completely redeemed himself in my eyes after a, a crappy couple years, you know. Um he may have missed those shots, but like you said, he was he was one of the main reasons, if not the main reason, that the Heat had an opportunity to take those shots in the first place. So right. I'm not, I'm not going to lay this on Duncan. Um, I had something to kind of add about Jimmy. Jimmy played kind of crappy in Game 6 against the Knicks, too. He was all hobbled and stuff, and then he came out uh, against the Celtics and looked like a superstar for pretty much three straight games. So, you know... Um, Everyone's banged up in the playoffs, and yeah, maybe his ankle was bothering him last night. Maybe it won't be bothering him. It looks him. bad. Yeah, but he looked bad in Game Six against the Knicks too. He looked the same. He, but I'm just telling you, it looked bad. I, I, yeah. I, I know you're not. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's the same. It, it, it's it's the same thing. I think the longer a series stretches out, probably isn't great. But like, that's not to say you can't have a good game tomorrow. Um, and I know uh, on Five Reasons they were saying that. Uh, um this morning that um or when i listened to it this morning um the, that uh, a close uh sorry a source close to jimmy butler yeah mid game yeah yeah i said that uh he, he's perfectly fine you know they're never I mean, going to disclose that whether no. he's hurt or not they're never going to say he's hurt 
Exactly. And he, and like Jimmy's not going to put it on him. But yeah, you know, you got to sometimes play through the pain and stuff. And yeah, he didn't look great. But maybe, you know, he didn't look great in game six against the Knicks either. And then he looked great in games one and two. So who's to say, who's to say tomorrow uh, uh, isn't different? And I think that's the main thing. Who's to say tomorrow isn't different? And I feel like that's kind of how we need to go out on this one because it damn well could be. And uh, all this stress, all this anguish, you see the face Matt is making right now. Um, it's not you know, it's, 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 I've never seen a man more stressed. You know, you asked yesterday, like, why do we do this to ourselves? Like, why do we watch sports? Why don't we have any other hobbies? Well, first off, you should watch more movies, buddy. You'd be a little happier. Uh, but um, I need to do a lot of things that doesn't include watching sports because this shit is driving me insane. No, it's these reasons, man. It's these reasons that make sports great. So we can get on a call and get on a pod after a loss like this and pretty much discuss it and discuss where everything went wrong. It's like it or not, man, sports is such a soap opera. We get angry at the media for not respecting our team. We get angry at our team. It's peaks, it's valleys, it's highs and lows. And this is what makes the game of basketball and just sports in general so great. So regardless of what happens tomorrow, regardless if I'm eating crow about the Heat blowing a 3-0 lead um, in, the, in, in the Eastern Conference Finals for the next how many ever years, you know? Oh, well. You know, this is sports. I've enjoyed the hell out of these playoffs. I've seen amazing moments when I thought my team was going to lose in the damn play. You know, so I'm, uh, let's see, you know, and we talked about it at the pod. Yeah. Uh, the Heat need to play pure perfect basketball to win these games. So I think the only thing as Heat fans right now is enjoy a game seven. There's still more basketball here. It didn't end last night. And, and I think, you know, as uh, as sad as you want to be and as emotional as you want to be about it, be sad today. It's Sunday, you know? But tomorrow's a brand new day. Um, everyone in the U.S. has a nice holiday. I'm going to work tomorrow, but then I'm going <laughs> to eat because Canada does not have a holiday. So I'm looking forward to the end of the day tomorrow. And, you know, like, uh, you can have some faith in the damn team. Like, uh, if, any, if any team can pull off the, you know, unpredictable – it's these guys because they're not even supposed to be here. Well, I know we didn't even really talk about the game a whole lot throughout this because uh, part of part part intention. We're just coping at this point. Um, but I just still can't get over the fact that Miami made twice as many threes and had half as many turnovers against the team that has turned Miami over plenty of this series and when they make 40 percent of their threes they win ball games this is the lowest i think three-point percentage that boston's had all season and again miami only had five turnovers and miami lost you that's the, that's the part i can't like we were talking we're trying to be a little we're trying to hope traffic a little bit Dude, but to win I still games, can't get you need your stars point. to be stars. It doesn't well, matter. Right, right, right. That's, this would be happening if Jimmy or Bam. Yeah, right, right. It's it's that simple. Like, yeah, we could we could get into the advanced statistics and say like the, the Heat did in those ways outplay the Celtics, but your the Celtics stars were stars, and you need your stars to be stars. It's like the old fantasy football playoff mantra or mantra, geez, um, which is start your studs. 
you know? It's the same thing. Like, you can't win a playoff game if your studs don't play like studs. And you need more from those two guys. And hopefully tomorrow they bring it. Because if Bam and Jimmy don't bring it tomorrow, then, you know, get ready for the offseason. It's, it's that simple. It's that simple. And, uh, you know, we as fans have to live with a little barb. They have to live with that, too. they got to live with this failure on their shoulders. And, you know, you got to live the... Being, you know, got to live being at the podium last year and saying we're going to be in the exact same situation and we're going to get it done. So, all right, do it. <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those. It's a, there's a lot of pressure on these guys. And, uh, you know, they're Miami Heat players. All they know is pressure. So go get it done. It's, it's that simple. Or don't. And then we're, we're talking about the draft and, uh, maybe you see Matt and I at Summer League. But, uh, if I know. go, I still don't know yet. Yeah, I'll figure it out. But it. are you are are you officially going? I'm contemplating. Okay. Um, so we'll figure we'll figure it out. Um, in any case, uh, game seven tomorrow, eight thirty p.m. Burn the boats, burn the sage, get the guts, because there's no you know it's the most beautiful phrase in sports. It's game seven. I I yeah. need. Will Manson had a great tweet this morning. Game seven isn't the best two words of sports. It's we win. Those are the best two words in sports. And if Miami wins the game tomorrow, they're going to their seventh NBA finals in NBA or in franchise history. They're second in four years, but damn it, they still got to win. They got If they score more points than the other team, they'll win. Go Heat. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Give us a five-star rating. Thank you for listening. Sorry for all the coping. Uh, hopefully, Brandon and I will be coming back uh, on Tuesday with news that the Miami Heat have made the NBA Finals. We'll see what happens. Go Heat. Go Heat. Heat in seven.